Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today on Two Black Guys with Good Credit, we dug into the crates for a classic episode. We hope you enjoy it. This season, we are going to be turning your tweets into shows, so get engaged and tweet your ideas to at Two Black Guys Good Cred. Today's show topic is from Sarah in Philly. Sarah asked, in 2016, do I still need a traditional bank account? Sit tight, Sarah, because we're going to be answering all of your questions. Today's show is about banking. Two black guys with good credit. Let's roll. Two black guys with good credit. So, Sean, in 2016, does Sarah really need a traditional bank account? My brother, I think everyone should have a bank account for financial relationship purposes. Okay. But Arlington, whether it's traditional or not, let's get into that in today's show. Well, there you have it. We're talking banking today on Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Matt, give me that first commercial. Ask and you shall receive, Arlington. This sponsorship break is brought to you by Clean. Clean is a financial literacy program designed to educate youth in a fun and interactive way through class lessons, workshops, and web seminars. To bring it to a school or organization near you, please visit www.financiallyclean.com. Two Black Guys with Good Credit is a show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Dion, the lady with the facts, can you please give us the history of banking in these United States of America? Yes, sir. So it all began actually with Thomas Jefferson. You may be familiar with him, our third president. He actually had a very, very major influence on our original banking system, but not how you might think. Because he was actually very opposed to banks. He saw them as a symbol of concentrated economic power. So if it wasn't for actually Alexander Hamilton, who you may have heard of quite a bit recently with the big Broadway smash. Still can't get tickets. Neither can I. Um, It's who you you know, my dude. It's a great play. It's who you know, my man. (laughs) Who you know, brother. It's a great play. I thought we knew you. But anyways... Um, yeah, it's so selfish. Isn't it? I saw it. La- I saw it last week. Great play. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations. Uh, but yeah, so he was our. As you, so you may well know Sean, the first Secretary of, our, of Treasury for our nation, yes. and he actually just a little tidbit. Uh, he was born in the Caribbean, 
on the island of St. Croix. Yes. What? Big up St. Croix. Right? And by the time he was a teenager. I like it. A Caribbean man making, calling the money shots. The shot caller in America. I gotta love it. Although I did want to just throw in there, he was, a, he was British, um, born <laughs> in the Caribbean. Uh, <laughs> it's all semantics. <laughs> uh, but yeah, by the time he was a teenager, he was running the accounting house down there. He really had a good grasp of what the banking system should look like. So if it wasn't for him fighting tooth and nail to implement this model, I don't know where we would be right now. Uh, but the first bank of the United States was founded in 1792. It was actually modeled after the Bank of England. Makes sense. However, when the Federalists lost power and the Jeffersonians came back into power... Uh, that bank's charter was not renewed in 1811. Okay. Uh, after a near disaster in 1812, President James Madison realized the importance of having a central bank. So one was reestablished in 1816. But President Andrew Jackson, a Jeffersonian to the core, okay. killed it again. So the country was actually without a central bank for about 73 years. Wow. Shocking, right? A lot of, a lot of field mattresses. Yeah. Uh, there was one more attempt in 1907 before the Federal Reserve was completely reorganized, and it is what we know today. All right. So that's where it all began. That's where it all began. All right. I'll take that. So let's just look at banking. Banking in the modern age is basically a financial institution which does two things. It takes in your money. It pays you interest for that money. It lends out that money to other people at a higher rate of interest. The difference between those two rates of interest are technically is technically how banks are supposed to make money. But we all know they've come up with a lot of other funky, innovative ways to make money. But the bottom line, that's what banks are. And they play an important role in the economy, lending money to small businesses, financing, securing people's money, you know, that sort of thing. So, Sean, what are your thoughts about the banking in this modern era? You know, some people like to be defiant and like to stand up and say the whole banking institution is 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 not good, and they like to show that you know they don't want to be part of that system. And I and I get that, and I understand those purposes. Cause, but to me, the banking is something that you have to be in the game. I mean, there's many forms of banking that you can do nowadays, from online to traditional to credit unions. But you can't be defiant and say you know I'm going to be anti-bank and expect to succeed in in in, in this society in America. You know, it builds credibility. You, it, it, you need to use other people's money to make money. Everybody does it. And in order, and, and, and you also need, you know, your credit, it helps with your, your building relationships. I can walk into my branches and they know my name. And if I want to get things done, I can help, they can help push things for me and make my life a lot easier. And you, you can even link your banking to your credit cards and earn points and rewards. It just, it gives you access. And in these, these times, it's something that, I mean, is necessary. Although it's quite fascinating that roughly 8% um, of America's population or household, 115 million of them are still without a checking or a savings account. And that was according to the FDIC. Yeah, but that's, that to me is crazy because if you're living in 2016 and you're putting money in the mattress or in the walls of your house or crazy places like that where it's not secure, it's definitely not convenient to retrieve it, and it def- and it doesn't help with... Saving and investing. Can we, can we, can we do a little contest here? Um, for all those people that are listening to our podcast and actually know people or themselves that put money in a mattress, in their mattress, can you please forward us your address? You can tweet your address to us. You can email your address to us. And, and let me come by to do a, a routine house inspection. 
<laughs> I have to admit, I didn't know where that one was going, but I got a ski mask when we get that feedback. <laughs> because obviously it's not reported, right? It's not reported. So if it tell people, if this money gets lost or stolen in your mattress, guess what? You can't claim it. It's not insured. So, you know, please. Or if you Airbnb your house, which we've talked about in the other shows or anything like that. I would love to rent your house. Actually, I'll make sure your house returns in spotless condition, and I will pay you double if, for, if, if I can rent your house for just one night. Please. Well, see, that's the thing. What's, what Sean is saying, he's making a joke of it, but the reality is the idea of keeping money in your house is crazy because, like Sean said, it's not FDIC insured. That is a Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation and they insure your money. I believe it's up to $250,000 for personal accounts. So if you think that ten grand in your house is safekeeping, when that house burns down or something accidentally happens, there goes that money. And how do you access that once you leave your house? Now, Arlington, you, you said $10,000. I, there was a great article done by CNBC. A young mm-hmm. man, uh, he goes by the name of Fuentes Sanchez. He had saved... $25,000 under his mattress at one point. This was a Hispanic man, something that was very common in their neighborhood. But of right. course, those who got wind, burglaries spiked. Okay. Um, and he finally came to the realization by the time it got down to $500 that it was time to start banking. Um, but just so you know, the reason he was so opposed to banking in, in the first place right. was the fees. He said, I right. felt like I was losing money instead of making money. Hey, that is... that. I can't argue a man who's against the banking fees, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's not a reason to stay out of the banking system. You just probably need to find another bank. But I have a funny story in relation to banking. Back in our television production days, we did an interview with Eddie Murphy, and he told us this story of how when he met James Brown, James Brown took him out into the woods because James Brown used to bury his money in the woods, because he did not believe in banks in the beginning of his career. Stop and, it. And Eddie was like, how do you know where the money is? And James Brown was like, feel around. It's here. It's here somewhere. <laughs> and so to this day, they believe that after James Brown passed, that there are millions of dollars in the woods somewhere. Out well, Eddie Murphy dug it all up, man. Well, no one knows where it is. It's just so ridiculous. They don't know where it <laughs> is. <laughs> As crazy as crazy. it sounds, they, they actually don't know where the money is. But as crazy as it sounds, people have done so, stuff like not that. Not as uncommon people as I want to know our audience. You know, they should tweet us. Tweet us if you know, if you have any. Tweet us at two black guys, good credit. If you know any crazy friends, relatives that have similar stories about banking. I, I'm curious to know if there's still people out there acting crazy like that and are not banking traditionally. Well, when you... I just... I just think it's crazy. I mean, one thing that banking does, yes, there are fees, but it's, it's about relationship building. And I understand people say at the branch level, they're really just information gatherers. They don't really do much except taking applications information. But they're at the forefront. They're at the, they're at the forefront. And, they, and that's the people that you need to start building that relationship with. And, you know, as far as borrowing is concerned, I'd rather borrow from the bank in most cases, especially with the interest rates being so low today, than to borrow from a friend because your only commitment with the bank is just pay them on time and they don't harass you. Rather than your friend is going to have certain expectations and want certain terms and want you to take them to dinner and all kinds of stuff because they lent you a dollar. But the bank is just like, here's my statement, pay me every month, and that's it. And if you, every, if you do better, you get more money and you can be able to expand and do what you want to do in life. So. I just don't understand. Yeah, it makes sense. I would not think to build that relationship with the bank. Well, the other thing, too, is that, you know, 
banks, in addition to, like Sean said, they build a relationship. But part of that relationship is by having a bank account, you're going to need that if you're trying to buy a house, if you're trying to apply for a loan for a car. They, they don't just accept that you are unbanked. Um, yeah, and then you, when, you can't just you know, show up to the, to the mortgage plate. Even the person you want to buy from, you can't just show up with money from under your mattress and say, here, this right. is the money I had saved. <laughs> <laughs> right. And actually, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of uh, Jennifer Tesher. No. She actually is the CEO of the Center for Financial Services Innovation. Mm-hmm. She actually popularized the term uh, unbanked. And she, she put it beautifully. She said, participating in the financial system has stretched far beyond the quaint notion of interest. Exactly. Cat, yes. It's, it's about, like you said, credibility. Yeah, you bank, know, access. Thanks, thanks to a lot of stuff. I mean, they offer bill payment services now. I remember in the beginning, you could only pay certain bills online. You can pay everything online nowadays. And they also help you save. And that's the part that people don't understand. When you have a bank account and a bank book and you are actually putting money in a specific place and you're seeing what's going in and what's going out, that actually helps you save for the future. You know, Arlington, I have a funny story. Sorry to cut you off, but I used to do business in the Caribbean. I used to wholesale stuff and send stuff back and forth between the Caribbean and and, and the United States. And I had a fisherman in, in Trinidad that actually said, Sean, you know, he wants me to get him um, a car to help with his, a truck to help with his fishing. Okay. You know, and I said, okay, no problem. I can help source that for you. Mm-hmm. So I found one for him. I told him it was $40,000. He said, I said, he said to me on the phone, when you get to Trinidad, let's talk. <laughs> so I, okay. so, this is so already sounding to, funny. So I went to his house, which is, you know, and he brought me in some back dusted area and he pulls out bags. I was like, what is he giving me fish? Bags of money sealed together, smelling like fish, sticky together. We had to literally unpick these $100 bills stuck to each other. And he said, hey, boy, take that back to America and get me the truck. (laughs) I said, I "I can't do that. Like, just because you have all this cash, you're going to have to find a way to put this in the bank and to wire me the money. It just got back to the point of what we're talking about, like, you can't live in this cash society and expect to, to progress in life because he had to do it that way. I was not walking through customs with 40000 of fish money, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. That's, and that's Go the, fishing. That's the funny part, right, is that people don't understand is, yeah, you can save the money, but when, you act, when it actually comes time to utilize the money, there's more questions to be asked and answered about where this money's come from, how did you get it, why hasn't it been in a bank? People don't just say, oh, great, there's $40,000, i will take that from you. And honestly, the way this money's so stuck together, it, it had to be at least years of money he had stashed away that it's really just paper if you can't do anything with it. It's just decorative paper. That's it. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, all right, stick with us. We're giving you the reasons why you need to bank, and now we're moving on. To maybe it's there's some getting challenges. getting kind of fishy in here, buddy. It's getting kind of fishy. <laughs> it, it definitely is. And in the next section, we're going to dig into this a little deeper. Matt, take us to commercial. This commercial break is brought to you by Canvas Malibu. Canvas Malibu is a boutique and contemporary art gallery located in Malibu, California. At Canvas Malibu, it starts with art, and their curated offering of shoes, apparel, accessories, and art are a definite must-see. Canvas Malibu is located in the Malibu Country Mart or online at canvasmalibu.com. Midnight. 
nicknightdirect.com is a fast, easy way to shop online. To buy an item from any U.S. website, just go to nicknightdirect.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-T direct.com. Choose your method of payment and we'll ship, handle duties, and deliver your item straight to your door. I'm Sean of nicknightdirect.com and you have my word. people we were just cracking up in the break because we were going over some of the wacky money hiding spots that we've uncovered in our research like the brazier is always a grandmother's favorite the dirty mm-hmm. clothes hamper but you appreciate no it you appreciate look- granny took a doll out of that brazier and gave it to you though right you appreciate That's it true. remember when you were little <laughs> you get remember that? when you were little granny would give you a little give here's a- for you baba hey, you, appreciate you, a you took that bribe money didn't you <laughs> yes, I did. The dirty clothes hamper. No one is going to steal your cash among your dutty draws. There's cans in the um, cans amongst the canned goods. There's the bag in the vacuum. I thought that was brilliant what? until you turned it mm-hmm. on. And then there's always the old the old teddy bear and the buried mason jar in the backyard. So what we want to know? What about out what there, about my favorite place where I like to keep it? In the fridge, because my money's just chilling, dog. Just chilling. All right. Yeah, exactly. But what we want to know, good people, is tweet us at two black guys good cred and let us know where are some wacky spots that you or yours have hidden their money. Now we're moving into this new section. We got a question from Randy in Texas, and he wants to know what does he need to consider when choosing a bank? Sean? The first thing the bank has to be is too legit, too legit to quit. Say what? Too, too legit, too legit, legit to quit. Too legit to quit, too legit. You want to find a legitimate bank. You don't want a bank at Arlington and Jackie Forbes <laughs> Bank, all right? Trust me, you not see your money tomorrow. So you want to find a bank that's reputable, has a history, and that's FDIC insured. That's important. That's the most important thing. Great point, Sean. Uh, according to the Better Business Bureau, uh, first and foremost... You should also be making sure you take inventory as to what your needs are. What are your own banking habits? You know, if you know what you will you need from a bank, it'll be so much easier to evaluate and compare, right? Makes sense. As as the lady with the facts was saying, yes, you need to really figure out, as we talk about a lot in the different shows, figure out your needs, your personal goals. What are your banking goals? What do you need? Do you need account, a checking account just to simply write checks? And if you do need a checking account, do you write a lot of checks? Or you just write one check a month? Because I'm an advocate that you can bank for minimal fees, if not nothing, you know, if you really be smart about it, identifying what you need. You know, what hour bankings do you need? Do you have a work shift where you can't meet the regular banking hours? So do you need a banking hour that's open beyond, you know, normal business hours? You know, do you have a, a lot of money that you need to put away and save and you need to get a higher rate? These are different questions you need to ask yourself and research and determine what works for your personal banking goals. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Listen, that's all good, but the bottom line is you got to get into no monthly fees, no minimum balance required, no limitations on the number of transactions you do you use free ATMs, online and mobile banking. Make sure your interest rate is competitive. Do not sign up for the point zero zero two when down right. the street you can get 1% or 2%. Um, and make sure you have overdraft protection because one of the killers of banking is overdraft fees. Location, Arlington, is also good. Like I just discussed. Most people want to use a bank that has a branch close to where they live or work. So visiting a telling ATM to make deposits. I am a true fan of location. I mean, I know you may differ and you may think differently. I like to know, I travel a lot. I like to know that wherever I travel, I can hit an ATM and pay minimal fees. So to me, I need a bank that has a lot of locations and you know, and gives me access. No, I agree with that. But you've you've heard of J.P. Morgan Chase? Yes. Uh, Bank of America. Yes. Wells Fargo. Yes. They earned more than six billion dollars just from ATM and overdraft fees last year alone. See, that's crazy. Again, the, it's crazy. That is crazy. And I I found a stat online that was saying B of A earns a million dollars in fees. Per branch. Wow. And they have over 4,000 branches in the United States. You do the math. Yeah. The fees are killing us. Because like we said, banks started out as a very simple process. Take your money, sp- spread your money around, profit on, make profit on the difference. And then they decided, you know what? We need to be in the business of making money for ourselves. And it kind of shifted where it became less right. about the services they were offering and more about how much money they can make. Fee driven. I am a fan of paying minimal fees. Listen, I call if I if I get charged a two dollar service charge, you, I don't know. I'm just a stickler to that thing. I'm on the phone trying to get credit for it. Okay, and I believe that <laughs> there are enough banking institutions out there where you can find one that fits your personal needs and re- keeps your fees to a minimum. I mean, there's some people that need to do a lot of international wiring and they need to do certain things that co- that tend to charge a fee, but you can minimize that fee. And I think if they're regular Joe Blow that just wants to open up a checking or savings account and save along the way, you can get you mm-hmm. can find a bank that that has minimal fees. And if and if people that do know that, you know, like hey, tweet us and let our audience know where you bank and where you pay minimal fees. Two black lies with good cred. You know, let us know, but research the fees and there's so many websites you can compare bank a to bank b to bank c and figure out what suits your needs that's a good idea spread the word people just to give you another stat though 45 percent of americans do pay monthly maintenance checking account fees as much as you say they can avoid them yeah just so you know almost half the population because they don't do their homework that's the problem well we can 
No, it's true. We line up for banks like lambs to the slaughter. Listen. We're like, oh, I need a bank account. We go to the three that we know. And we're like, oh, okay. So you're going to mess me over. You're going to mess me over. And you're going to mess me over. People have, I'll sign people, with that guy. <laughs> people have a deeper relationship with their bank than with their own significant other. And sometimes their own kids. They refuse to close their bank accounts. Yes, <laughs> you know I opened. We'll you know, sadly, wives, I opened up a bank twenty years ago account. at a bank, and I have never closed. I still have that same account. Is it the right thing to do? Maybe, maybe not. Should I look at other banks? Of course. Like you're not committed to these banks. Like you're not. You know, you're not married to these banks. You can close your account and open up somewhere else that is more suited for your needs at that time. Maybe twenty years ago, this bank suited my needs, but where I am now, I need to find another bank. Don't feel like that's what the companies try to do. They try to sign us in for these long-term relationships. With a bank, it's not a marriage. With a bank, it's not a marriage. It's not a marriage. It's Sean an affair. Is so it's right. an affair. It's not, it's not, <laughs> your bank is like your side chick. I didn't say, I, I've never had one of those before, so I can't relate to that, but I would call it an affair. But the bottom line is you got to make sure, all jokes set aside, you got to make sure that the bank that you choose is maximizing your goals, not maximizing their goals. And that's why in the next section, we're going to get into some options. Can everybody say credit union? Oh, Lord. Two black guys with good credit. Keep oh, it locked. Black guys. All right, people. So we want to know, where are you guys banking? Who out there is using alternate banking options such as virtual banking or credit unions or community-based informal savings clubs? Hit us up on our Twitter handle, Two Black Guys Good Cred, and let us know what you're doing. So far this show, we've talked about traditional banking, and now it's time to take a turn. We are going to turn into the credit union, my new love. I love credit unions. Is, is it your new love? Well, guess what? You're not alone. Mi amor. Mi amor. The credit the union. Watch out, Jackie. Um, but you're, I'm just, just letting you know, there are actually over 100 million members already participating in credit unions in the United States. And I've just found her. Yes. Or him in your case. That's almost... <laughs> Easy now. Easy. Easy now. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's pretty surprising. Almost 44% of the economically active population are using credit unions. Wow. Uh, and for those who don't know, uh, a, a, a credit union is a not-for-profit cooperative. It's a tax-exempt organization. Uh, one of the largest uh, co- uh, co-ops in America is the Navy Federal Credit Union. And just to give you an idea, they hold over $75 billion in assets. Wow. And they See, have it's good enough for Uncle Sam. Can I, can I say something? It's good oh, enough God, for yeah, me. so structured sometimes. But can I say something? You know, I just want to say I have been ignorant for 40 some years of my life because I just... You know, through this show, I was I was able to find a lot of new things. But one of the most interesting finds I found is that credit unions. I always thought it was like a place for uh, blue collar workers. Nothing against any blue type of blue collar worker, but I thought it was a place. You know, like unions, people in that nature bank their money. But when I did my research and I no, realized no, that no, it's no. a great alternative to banking if you're not comfortable with the institutional banks because it just the rates are high, the customer service is high. I think it's it's a great option, and I'm so. I was so pleasantly surprised of how great credit unions are, you know. And by the way, we're not sponsored by any credit unions, but if you choose to sponsor us, we'll definitely, you know, push credit unions <laughs> a lot more on this show. Well, let me just piggyback on what Sean is saying. Number one, Dion, I love your structure. And two, well, thank 
you, Arlington. Don't mention it. And number two, credit unions definitely offer lower interest rates. And that is a key component. When you um, go to get a loan from a credit union, you're more likely to talk to someone face to face. They're more likely to give you better um, loan rates. Their fees are a lot cheaper. And you are a participant in the bank because it's a union. It is a group. You can run for board member of your credit union. So you are able to be very instrumental in how your bank runs and how your money is managed and what the fees are. And also, truth be told, credit unions are the new small small business banks of the 20th century. We always hear about how the small banks have disappeared in America because they got eaten up by the big three, Wells, B of A, and Chase, but credit unions are there. So if you're a small business person, credit unions could be your thing. But Sean, what are some other options? I know you're into all different types of banking. Well, so you what, know, what else do you we, like out there? When we talked about outlining this show, I brought this one up, and you guys all laughed and said historically. But a lot of businesses have founded on this form of banking, and a lot of people have succeeded, especially new immigrants coming to countries. They, find, they work within their community, and they do what I called in my community a susu. And, you know, years ago, I was not a fan of Susu because it bears no interest. It's really just money passing from hand to hand and keep within it. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You can't just drop the word Susu and keep going like everybody understands. Please define the term Susu for our non-Yad West Indian audience. Um, a Susu is a... Is a what some people call a box on hand. It's an alternative banking option. It's a, it's a community thing. So, you know, there could be you, myself, Jackie, your wife, and uh, Dion, and, and we could create our own susu. And what that means is that we could say, well, it's a $500 a week susu, meaning that every week we, deposit, we give each other, we put $500 into a pool, which would be $2,000 because there are four of us. And then one person out of the four gets that $2,000 for that given week to do as they please. And then next week we put in another $500, and that $2,000 goes to a next person. So it's a way to really, it's like a fast cash way in which you could get money quickly up front to, you know, hopefully invest, pay off bills, and then, um, and then you know, and then use for things that could help you in life and progress and make you move forward. And a lot of, they do it a lot in the Chinese community and the, and the Jewish community and in the Caribbean community as well. And, you know, somebody begged a different, well, if I get my money last, that means I, I'm paying, I get screwed. Yes, in some hands you get your money last, but then the next round you could get your money first, which is like a cash advance. So, you know, I, I was not a real Hushana, but as I get older and wiser, I think it's not a bad thing. It encourages you, it forces you to save because most people amongst their peers, they don't want to look like they're the, they're the weak link. Right. I hear you. I, I have to admit, the Susu, I think Susu is something that I grew up on. I was the one that had to drive the Susu money to my mother's partner keeper <laughs> every week. Was it a week. lady? It's usually that like an my... old lady that collects. It's, it's an old lady, lady yeah, that connects a, it and put, a, probably puts it in her bra lady. or puts it in a shoebox. Yeah, it was a Jamaican <laughs> lady, and I'd go over there, and every once in a while she'd be like, would you like a patty for the drive back? I was like, sure. <laughs> so I think it is a viable, I think it, it is a viable option for saving money. But as I've gotten older, the one thing that I ask myself is, what is the opportunity cost of giving someone your money to hold that's in a non-interest bearing account of any kind? And God forbid something happens to that person and your money because enough susu money has gone missing when you mm. go knock at the person's door and as we say in the Caribbean, dem no de de. 
<laughs> Translation, they are not home. So what do you think about that, John? I think with everything, there's risk, and there is that level of exposure, like you just mentioned. And that's why with any, just like banking, you have to make sure the people that are in your SUSU are people that you've known. I've like People that have gotten screwed, have been getting, get greedy. They're getting like $10,000 SUSU hands that have people that they don't even right. know who they are involved in the SUSU. You need to make it a small community amongst people that you know, you know, and then it could be, you know, and then I think it could be functional. You know, and there's people that I know that have been in yeah. SUSUs for years and have, it's done well. But it's, I think, once again, if greed takes over you and you get involved in something you don't know little about, then there's that opportunity. Well, let's go from SUSU to online banking. Dion? Yes, indeed. Online banking, definitely, you know, catching fire. They actually did a review um, of the top 10 uh, online banks. Just to give you the top five, Ally Bank was voted number one for 2016. Know it well. Nationwide Bank, followed by Discover Bank, Connexus Credit Union, and First Internet Bank of Indiana. Oh, sorry, and also Bank of Internet USA. So those were the top five for 2016. You know what's what? so funny? Mm-hmm. Go, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go no, ahead, I was go just going to say, some of the things that put them at the top, some of the pros were that um, ATM fees, for example, Ally Bank. You can go anywhere, they will reimburse your fees, which we nice. have talked about. is is huge, right? It's a huge drop. Mm. For sure. But then there was a, like certain cons. For example, at Ally Bank, they don't have very many credit products. They don't really have auto loans to offer you. So that could be a, you know, a negative, for example. You know? So you still have to do your research when it comes to online banks. Well, I will agree with you. I think um, some online banks definitely have their um, shortcomings. They don't offer the full range of products that, um, you know, the traditional big three offer. But, you know, I do kind of like online banking because the fees are lower, the um, getting that money back from using ATMs. And they're also, a lot of people are afraid because they're not as as diversified, but a lot of these banks have started partnering with other institutions so that they can offer you ATM right. Um, options right across the country and in some cases uh, internationally. And then also Allied Bank, it's not like it mm-hmm. started last week. That bank's been around since 1919 when it started as Allied Financial Inc. Allied Financial Inc. in Detroit. And, um, now, you know, it's expanded. That's so interesting. I think that's really the future. And also these banks are also looking at offering a bigger suite of options. So I did see a little bit where Allied is moving. Definitely they do automotive financing, but they're also looking at getting into leasing, insurance, commercial loans, um, housing. So eventually these banks will be just like everything else. And I know it's easier to deposit a check. You get it. You take a picture of it. Boom, the money's right there. And I know you, Sean, you're a big... um, you're a big uh, tech guy, so I'm sure this one speaks to you. I think online banking is really forward thinking, honestly. I think it's, it's a place that, you know, you talk a lot of the new millenniums, which I did before this show, and a lot of them are a big fan of Allied Bank, and they're, onto, and they're into online banking. Like you said, taking a picture of your... T- I still traditionally go to the ATM to deposit my tenants' rent checks, but, you know, I should be getting to the practice of just taking... Which ATM do you go to? (laughs) (laughs) But I should be getting into the practice of taking a picture of them and and, and just doing it that way, which, you know, so I, I think online banking is a way of forward thinking, but you still need... I think you should do both. You still need to have that relationship when it comes to building relationships with bank and bank with certain branches. So, I, like I said, I think there's trade-offs in both. And you know, I'm a fan. I have multiple accounts on a number of banks. You know, I don't just bank at one bank. Well, and there guys, you we have didn't, it. We didn't even touch on the fact that 
you know, you tend to get higher interest rates with online banks. And there's a, there's a big reason yeah. for that. They don't have the overhead. So that's yes. another big thing to consider when you're looking at online banking. There you go. If you're not like Sean Linda with his many Swiss bank accounts, you might just want to consider <laughs> online banking as an option, Mr. I have many, 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 many bank accounts around the world. <laughs> All right. This is Two Black uh, Guys with Big Credit. We're talking dude. banking. Keep it locked. And uh, if anyone sees Sean going to the ATM, please let me know. I got a, I got a ski mask and an airline ticket. Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Keep it locked. <laughs> At Shea Essence, they take great care in handcrafting their line of skincare, offering smooth textures and delicate natural aromas. They invite you to try their assortment of products for kids and adults and discover the difference Shea Essence can make in your life. Start shopping now at www.sheaessence.ca. Your skin is craving something good. This week, people, my bottom line is simply this. Banking is not a marriage, and I have definitely become interested in taking a credit union out for a date. As a small business owner, see, Sean got that. I like that. Sean got that. As a small business owner, I am tired of dealing with the big three. I am looking for alternative options, and I think credit unions are a good way to go. I'm interested in having someone I can talk face-to-face with. I'm interested in lower fees. I'm interested in easier access, no payment, or no charges for my ATM usage. I'm interested in working with a bank that will work with me to discuss loans so I can expand my business. These are things that credit unions offer, and I think credit unions are in the business of service, like banks were, before banks got in the business of banks. That's it. I'm out. Credit union. Holla at your boy, Arlington. All right, everybody. Uh, although I say that, you know, I'm a fan of credit unions, I still like to take a little holistic approach to things. You know, I'm a little more conservative than Mr. Arlington, and I think I look at it from this. Like I said at the beginning of the show, find out what your needs are and what works for you. To me, if you're someone that travels a lot, like myself, international traveler, maybe you need to look into traditional banks. International traveler with many, many, many. If you are somebody that that leaves, that needs that customer service, that wants that great customer service interaction, that wants that home feeling and being part of something and be part of it, then I would recommend, and better rates, then I'd recommend being part of a credit union. You know, if if you're one, if you're somebody that like lives on their phone and just wants quick accessibility and you want minimal fees, then I would suggest, you know, online banking. And now you guys always want to claim who I am. But if you want to be like me, I would suggest taking a little bit of everything. All right. And figuring out what works for you. So that's my bottom line. So at the end of the day, people, you've got options. But to help you do your research, there's a lot of great resources out there online in your neighborhood. Um, You can always check out nerdwallet.com. There's plenty of blogs out there like The Daily Worth. Uh, Don't forget the Better Business Bureau. You know, you've got the uh, self-help organization. Uh, They're part of the Community Development Financial Institution. Uh, The Treasury Department. There's so much out there at your fingertips. You just have to go out there and get it. Well, there you have it. I'm Arlington, one half of two black guys with good credit, and I'm out. And I'm Sean, the always intellectual and better half of two black guys with good credit, and I'll see you all next week, podcast people. And I'm the lady with the facts, Dion, signing off. Black guys. The two black guys with good credit podcast is produced by Matt Smith and Arlington Forbes.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.